Hello, everyone. I'm Rachel Zabonik-Chanko, and welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. My guest today is Mindy Bridges, the Chief Brand and Marketing Officer for Vasa Fitness on the topic of marketing trends. We talk about digital and social media strategies, messaging that's resonating well with consumers, and the biggest challenges facing fitness marketers today. We also discuss Mindy's favorite new book and why Costa Rica is one of her favorite places to travel to. Enjoy. Hi, Mindy. Hey, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well, too. I like your hair. Thank you. Where are you calling me from? From our Denver office. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I saw you just went to Utah recently, so I was curious if you're still traveling around. No, no, I was there. Yeah, almost the full week. It was, it was fun. We did like a strategic initiatives check-in right before going into Q3. Um, and I just visited a ton of clubs and saw some of the remodels that we're working on. So just good to get out. Nice. Yeah. So go ahead and tell me about your summer. How's it going? Uh, my summer has been great. It's off to a great start. Um, I recently went to Encinitas near San Diego for a little vacation, just disconnected spent some time thinking about my, my goals personally and professionally and enjoyed some time by the ocean. That's my happy place. So it was awesome. Nice. I'll be going to the other ocean on the other side of the country. Um, here in a couple of weeks, I'm going to Charleston, South Carolina. So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. I've always wanted to go there. Yeah. Is it, or is it Charleston, North Carolina? Oh my gosh. I'm completely blanking. I think it's, I think it's South. Yeah, I think it's South. All right. Well, there's a human moment for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, But yeah, so the main topic of discussion is, of course, marketing trends. Um, So I'm just really curious, what's top of mind for you right now in regards to marketing trends? Yeah, I think I think it's probably top of mind for a lot of people, but the integration of digital tools and just sort of I guess, evolving that experience to supplement what you offer in person. So that's, that's top of mind for us right now. It has been for quite some time, but I think, you know, the world is, is definitely moving to more digital. Mm -hmm. So I think kind of doing that right is super important. Yeah. I'm assuming that involves social media too and marketing. It does social media, you know, our, our website, we're always looking to enhance our website and our app. I'd say probably those three, those three pieces of digital or, or how we reach people the most. Yeah. 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 I think the hard part about digital marketing is that it just seems like everything's changing constantly. (laughs) So how do you kind of keep, stay on top of all of that? Yeah. You know, I mean, I would say just to to say it simply, I, I have a great team of people that, that, you know, are always looking at sort of what's trending, what, what other people are doing, not, not just in fitness, but in other industries and, and just watching sort of how they're using their apps, their social media, you know, um, email, what their websites look like, sort of what that, what that journey looks like to purchase. Um, Mm -hmm. so we're, we're just out, we try to just keep up on what's going on. You know, we, we do online webinars to, to learn from others in different industries. Um, and, yeah. And, and honestly, I'd say the biggest thing is we, we just try things like we try and sometimes they fail, but we try to be really agile and just, you know, fix it and move on and keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think the digital thing is important too, because um, I mean, we all know that, you know, consumers are spending more and more time on their phones. Um, and I'm, I think a lot of operators understand that, but I do think there's still some kind of lagging behind with like realizing the importance of having a really strong digital presence and a really good website or a mobile app. Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Um, 90% of the people that, that use the go on the Basa website are doing it on mobile. So we know that. So when, you know, when we're, when we're designing and thinking about the structure or the flow of the website, we're, we're usually looking at mobile first and then of course making sure desktop follows and you know that it that it works just as well and functions the same but mobile's our first priority 100 percent yeah yeah and you guys ended up um, creating your own mobile app right proprietary one we did in, in uh, 2018. Okay. Yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit about why you guys decided to make your own uh, mobile app versus maybe going with a partner? Yeah, we were, we were with a partner uh, first or when I first got to Vasa and the app was actually my first project. Um, and, and I would just say, I'd say there were two things. There were, there was functionality. Um, we, we wanted to be able to do more that wasn't out of the box with, you know, a partner. And the second thing is analytics to understand how people use the app. Um, the partner we were with, and I'm not sure about other potential partners because we, we kind of just decided we want to invest and build our own um, and make it custom to Vasa, but there, you didn't have the opportunity on, on the one that we were using to understand how people were using it. So there was, there, the analytics um, access wasn't there and that's super important to us. We're a, we're a data-driven company. And so that was kind of, um, that was a key driver. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of blind without data, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, going back to social media a little bit, since we just hit on that briefly, um, what are you seeing in that realm that's been really successful for you guys? Are there any particular platforms or strategies that you guys are using? Instagram is definitely our most popular platform. So I would say we, we put a lot of focus there. And I think that's just the case in general. Um, and, and at least for our, our members, they're they're on the younger side, late twenties is sort of our average member age. And so we, you know, we try to be as relevant as we can on the platforms that they use. And Instagram is definitely that uh, right now. So I would say as far as strategies, you know, we, we just, we try to stay on trend. So we're watching sort of videos that are trending on TikTok um, and just, and we learn from our own, our own work, right? We, we look every, I mean, we're looking every day, but every week we do reports that tell us sort of which types of posts did better than others in engagement. And, you know, and we, we shift and adjust as needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned TikTok. I know that um, a lot of clubs are just kind of starting to dip their toe in the water with advertising on that platform. Have you guys explored that at all? We haven't yet, but we plan to. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard there's a little bit of challenges with like geo-targeting. It's a little broad, so it's like kind of hard to target a specific demographic, but maybe in the future, that's something that they'll look to update. So you have to yeah, let me know. <laughs> I, I definitely will. You know, and we, we, we repost a lot of TikToks on Instagram and just because video is sort of the thing right now, it's, it's much more popular um, versus sort of the still imagery. 
people people still like the stills depending on what what the content is but i would say video is is a much more compelling uh content category yeah yeah that's good to know um what about marketing messages i know that there's a lot of talk in the industry right now about like what messages are resonating if that's you know kind of shifting away from the fitness aspect of gyms to maybe wellness mental health can you speak to that yeah that's that's actually what i was going to say you said it for me but I think, I think messaging that ties overall well-being with physical fitness. I think, I think the days are gone of everybody focused on aesthetics and just sort of how they look. I think, I think a lot of people are also caring a lot about how they feel and how fitness and, and, you know, being fit or being in shape or going to a gym and, you know, getting those endorphins and connecting with, you know, a, a community of people. I think, I think that's just equally important. And so our messaging has shifted to, you know, to be relevant to that. Yeah. Have you noticed that consumers are resonating with it? I, we have for sure. For sure. Yep. Um, those are some of our, you know, our best posts and emails. You know, we have a, we have an email series called boss of life and that goes out to our members. Um, it's just sort of an engagement tool and we, we include a lot about just overall well-being, you know, some some recipes for nutrition, you know, how working out helps you be better outside of the gym, you know, in your everyday life. And so we, we try to do, we try to feature sort of more overall mental and physical fitness is is yeah. how we've shifted our messaging. And and we do, we do think it's resonating. And you know, you know that in social by engagement and you know it in email on click-through rates, right? Like so if they open the email and they click through and they go to our blog to read more articles, you know, we know how long they stay on our site. We know what they're most interested in. And so we definitely have seen um, a lot of engagement in that type of content. Yeah. Yeah. Would you encourage marketers in the industry to like really pay attention to what um, the data is showing them? Cause I, I think uh, that can be hard. There, there's so much going on. It can be very easy to just put something out there and just kind of like hope it's successful. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely encourage uh, marketers in any in industry to, to pay really close attention to data. I think if you don't, it's really easy to end up in a room talking to yourself about what you like and what you think. And, you know, and, and if it's not resonating, then you're not really driving your business because people who buy things, buy the things from brands that they trust and connect with. And so I just, I think the data helps you build more of a connection because you know what people are interested in, what they're saying, and then you can sort of speak to them in their own voice. So yeah. that's how I think of marketing. Yeah. Um, have you, can we, could you maybe share some examples of anything that's kind of surprised you recently in your marketing efforts? Has there maybe been a campaign that like shockingly did better than you expected or anything like that? I can't honestly think of, of any surprising things and this isn't surprising, but it's just sort of a fun thing. Um, we, you know, we, we shoot, uh, in our photo shoots, our team members and our members. And so I had this idea for the summer solstice. We did a flash sale and we called it the summer solstice. Mm-hmm. And we actually featured, uh, Troy, P- Troy Peterson, who is our, COO in our, in our ad campaign. And it was like, it was a joke that he said, you know, I thought, 
thought sales were going to go down that day. Like, you know, sales go down. I'm so sorry. And I said, they're not like, you look amazing. And, um, sales were actually really great that day. So, um, they were better than the, than the previous flash flash sale on the same day. And yeah. so that, it was just cool. Right. Like you, you feature someone who's been with FASA for 30 years, um, and just has a lot of respect from our field and, and, you know, field and corporate team members. And so it was just fun to put him out on billboards and his family and friends would drive by and, and see it for a day. And yeah. so it wasn't, it wasn't surprising that it did well, but it was just kind of cool. Yeah. I love that though. Cause I mean, marketing should be fun. You know, I mean, you know, it's gotta be successful, but sometimes the ideas that kind of seem a little outside of the box or crazy can be the most successful, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I would, I would encourage marketers to, to do a lot of brainstorming and, and just remember that, you know, I know it sounds a little cliche, but no idea is a bad idea in a brainstorm, take note of it. And it might spark a different idea in someone sitting next to, to you, or you send out the recap and someone's like, Oh, I just thought of something that could be really cool. You know, and it related to an idea that maybe, you know, you're kind of like, yeah, we're not going to do that right now. But yeah. I think brainstorming is super important. I do a ton of brainstorms in yeah. our company. Yeah, you never know what's going to resonate. You never know. And you never know who's going to come to the table with a great idea that may not even be in marketing. You know, like they, we're all consumers at the end of the day. Um, well, I'm also curious about any marketing or sales technologies that have been really successful or fruitful for you. Can you maybe share some of your favorites? Well, I mean, my favorite technology is our app. And we work on it a lot. Um, so I know we talked about it a little bit, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's proprietary to us and we're always updating it and enhancing it with new features. And so, I mean, honestly, that's the, that's the technology that we, we pay the most attention to. Okay. Um, and, eight, and 88% of our members use our app, uh, which is a pretty high number. So yeah, yeah. we, we want to make sure it's, you know, that that it's very user-friendly and that people can do what they want to do in order to have sort of that digital VASA experience outside the club. Yeah. Uh, do you guys use any other outside social listening or analytics tools, or is it really just the app? We do. We use a lot of, we use a lot of different tools. Uh, you know, while our focus is on the app, we have a lot of tools that really help us run our business and Podium is one of those as well as Sprout. And we use those for social listening, monitoring, reporting, um, and then also for online reviews so that we can really understand what people are saying, what they're liking, and then, you know, put an action plan together on, on what we can do to sort of, you know, continue to evolve, you know, fix the things we need to fix or keep doing what people are loving. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I guess in your, from your point of view or perspective, what, what are really the biggest challenges facing marketers today? I, I mean, I can speak to one of one of our challenges in being in the health club industry. Um, I, and I think it's, it's reaching that older demographic that maybe still hasn't fully come back from, you know, COVID and, and, you know, we've definitely seen our average member age go down a couple of years. So they're younger today than they were pre COVID. Um, you know, we, we sort of know, we know our, our customers ages and a lot of our older population has not come back yet. And so, you know, it's one of those things that we, we talk about a lot. How do we focus on, on that demographic and how do we get them back and how do we get them 
working out and feeling safe, like that they're in a clean place and we have, you know, programs and classes for them. So that I would say it's, it's a challenge that we continue to work through. And I wouldn't be surprised if other health club operators are experiencing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that for, in some markets for sure. Um, any ideas for how to overcome that? I mean, we, we're going to look at sort of where pre-COVID we had the sort of the most uh, members in that older demographic. And we're looking at 50 and older. That's kind of how we're looking at it. And then, you know, look at our silver sneakers classes and make sure that we have programs that we can bring them in on. I think um, we also, you know, when you market to them, show them people who look like them. I think, I think everybody wants to see themselves in an ad or at least see somebody that they feel like they can relate to and kind of like, oh, I could belong there. Like, you know, I could fit in there. And so I think, I think sort of that, um, that serving up dynamic content uh, based on the demographic is super important. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, I think kind of prior to the pandemic, a lot of clubs were falling into that trap of just showing young fit people and that kind of ended yeah. up biting us in the butt a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was very aesthetic driven. And I think, you know, while we all want to look good and, and some people are driven purely by aesthetics, I think, I think that's shifted a lot over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, you know, you talked about maybe a challenge with bringing back um, older people into the club. Um, I'm also hearing some clubs are having trouble with their cycling programs. Have you noticed a dip in participation? We have noticed a little bit of a dip. Uh, We did about, you know, six months to a year ago. And it's starting to come back for us. Okay. Um, That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because you know, for a while there, it'd be one or two people in a class, which is not really fun for the participants or the instructor, but we have, we have seen, seen it come back quite a bit. Awesome. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, anything more on marketing, um, any final pieces of advice before we move on to some personal questions? (laughs) Um, what would I say? No, I, I think, I think we talked really about sort of the shift in, in messaging and, and just the importance of the digital space. And, um, you know, I do have one more thing, actually. I, I, would, I would just, I would suggest, um, you know, to, to other brands, just to be clear on your brand's purpose and your values. Because I think with so much happening in the world, people are looking for brands that they can personally connect to in some way. And so, just be clear on what you stand for. And I would say, make sure that comes through in, in the way that you, you talk to people, whether it's, you know, through digital channels or in person. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I think um, today's consumer is very insightful. Um, They can kind of catch phonies, um, sniff them out very easily. So I would agree that, yeah, being true to who you are is very important. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. What do you, what do you have personally for me? (laughs) Well, I'm just curious. uh, What's a fun fact about yourself? What would people be surprised to know, Mindy? People are usually surprised to learn that my favorite music is old school hip hop, especially nineties and two thousands. So I don't, I listen to it in the car at my house when I work out Mm -hmm. for it in my friend group and at work. Do you have a favorite artist? I, I really like Tupac, Biggie, and Snoop. 
those are my three favorite artists. I have artwork. Um, I have custom artwork that I had made um, in my living room of those three. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you love the Super Bowl halftime show then? I loved it. Yes, I did. I had the surround sound blasting. I think I scared my dog, but no, I thought, I thought it was definitely the best halftime show I've ever seen. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Um, and then are there any book recommendations you could share with the audience or podcasts if you're more of a podcast listener? Yeah. I, I mean, I read a lot and I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I think that there's a book that that's, it, it's really resonating with me. It continues to resonate. I read it um, once a few months ago, and then I just read it again and I've given it to a few, a few colleagues here at work and, and team members, but um, it's called Think Again by Adam Grant. And um, I, the reason I love it is because the premise is to always be questioning what you thought was true. Mm-hmm. And just that the fact that rethinking requires us to admit that the way that we thought about something could be wrong, or there may be a better way to think about it. And I, and I just think about how much the world has changed over the past few years and, and how much, you know, progress we still have to make in, in certain areas. And I think we can't have pro- progress without change. And I think that includes changing our minds sometimes mm-hmm. and being able to say, oh, I was thinking about it totally differently, but that's a better way. And, and perhaps we could get a better result if I changed my mind on that. And I wasn't, you know, stuck in kind of what I thought was right or stuck in a way that I've always done something. And so I just love this concept of rethinking. Um, and I think it takes humility to do that. And I'm a big fan of humility. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that sounds, that sounds like a great book. I, I'm, I love Adam Grant. I've listened to a podcast with him. Um, he's a great, uh, social scientist. Um, but yeah, I think I, that book sounds great too, because uh, to your point, I do think we can get very, um, stuck in our own echo chambers and so yes. it can be hard to kind of think again, like you're saying. Yes. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, definitely check it out. Okay. Awesome. It's um, good on audio too. I have it on audio okay. as well. All right. Just, uh, I listen to a chapter when I'm out walking my dog and I always hear something that maybe I didn't read or I guess l- learn something new and, and think differently about it, which is sort of the point of the book, but yeah, it's, it's fun to listen to as well. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll be next on my audible list for sure. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, what's your favorite place you've ever traveled to? I know people are itching to kind of get out and travel again. So what, what would you recommend? Yeah, I'm itching as well. One of my, one of my um, team members is, is heading to Mexico next week and I'm so jealous, but um, yeah, you know, I've had the opportunity to travel quite a bit in, personally and professionally um, outside of the country. And my favorite place by far is Costa Rica. Okay. Um, I, I just love, it's, it's mostly about the people. I just love how warm and welcoming they are to everybody. You know, you've got the beaches, the, like I said earlier, the ocean is my happy place. So I, 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 I typically try to, to hit beaches when I go on my personal vacations, but the beaches in Costa Rica are beautiful. The food's great, but you know, the, the people are what make it an amazing experience for me. And you know, that's because most of the people that live there, the locals, they don't, they don't have a lot, but they're super happy and very grateful. And I just think there's a lot to be admired there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll have to check that out. Um, I'm, 
I haven't ever traveled internationally, so um, I'm hoping to in the next few years. So I'll add that one to the list. Add it to the list and I'll give you some recommendations. I've been to the Pacific side as well as the Caribbean side. So okay. awesome. I, I would be happy to, to help. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, and then my personal um, favorite place that I've gone to in the U.S. is actually your home state. <laughs> so, really? Where? Where uh, in Colorado? Co- or, or sorry, I forgot that you're not in Colorado. <laughs> no, I am. Sorry. So I am in Colorado. My okay. home state is California. So okay. I, I thought maybe I had told you that in a, in a prior conversation. You know but... what? You, you have. But I was thinking Colorado. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah Col- Colorado Springs. I okay. fell in love with love with it when we went for the summit. Yeah. That's, and that's a beautiful hotel too, but yeah, everything's so close. The mount, yeah, the mountains are so close. Um, yeah, there's lots of, lots of things to see there. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had so much fun just driving. Yeah. It's, it's fun to have like, good scenery. It's awe-inspiring. Yeah. It is. So. No, that's a, that is a beautiful spot. And there's lots of other beautiful spots too in Colorado that, you know, you should check out. Red Rocks is one of my favorite here in Denver. Okay. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to add that one to the list too. So awesome. Yeah. Well, Mindy, it's been great talking to you. I really appreciate all the marketing insights you shared and getting to know you a little more. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you. That was so fun. It's my first podcast. So I thought it it. was awesome. (laughs) And I, and I always love talking to you, Rachel. So um, I was looking forward to it and I'm excited to see you in September. Yeah. Look forward, uh, looking forward to seeing you too. Um, so yeah, it'll be great to have everyone together again. It will, it will. And learn from each other and just sort of see, I think businesses are starting to, you know, um, kind of be on the up now and that's exciting for everybody. And I'm excited to hear people's stories and, and learn what they're dealing with right now. Yeah. And we'll actually, we'll be in your home state of California for that. I know. I know my other home state. Yes. So (laughs) awesome. Well, thanks again, Mindy. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Rachel. Have a good day. Okay. You too. And that wraps up this episode of the club solutions magazine podcast. Thank you for listening. And if there are future topics you'd like me to cover in upcoming episodes, please let me know at rachel at club solutions, magazine.com.